0: Hi and welcome to episode 13 of Video Drone. My name's Fraser. And my name's Craig. Uh, this time out we're doing a special edition, mm-hmm. one movie only. Yep. Uh, the reason was we came up with the title and when we were talking about it we thought we could probably string this along, along sort of a bit longer than the normal 12-15 yeah. minutes we of the usually talk about do. There's with this one. There is, there is. Uh, so, this episode, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Running Man. The Running Man, mm-hmm. 1987 movie, directed by, is it Starsky or Hutch? I think it's Starsky. Starsky, Paul, <laughs> Paul Michael <Glazer>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So it's based on the 1982 novel by Richard Bachman, a.k.a. Stephen King. Oh. It's got a huge, well, I was gonna say a huge cast, a well-known cast, this one, compared to some of the films that we do. So obviously you've got Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. as, the, uh, as the hero, the Running Man. Richards. Ben Richards, yeah. Um, we've got Maria Conchita Alonso. Mm-hmm. Yafid Cotto, mm-hmm. um, Jim Co- Brown. Jim Brown, yeah, Jesse Ventura, um,
1: Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood,
0: <laughs> Dweezel Zappa, <laughs> Frank Zappa's son, uh, Erlen Van Lith. We'll go back to all these guys because they've all yeah. been loads of films. We need to point out. they
1: yeah. interesting history, haven't they? Definitely,
0: definitely. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Schwarzenegger doesn't need an introduction. Definitely not. I would say he was probably at the height of his powers mm. about this time. It was after Terminator. After Commando, yeah, um, obviously before Total Recall, but yeah, it was big box office draw, mm-hmm. uh, and this was a big summer movie.
1: Quite a bit before Total Recall, really. not like, well, so Total Recall
0: was 91, yeah, the late 90s, uh, early 90s. Not that long, I guess. Yeah. But um, not, I would say not one of my favourite Schwarzenegger films of that particular era.
1: Same here. Now, I think that my memories of the film, like... Um, I think, you know, at the time, anything with this was, and even I loved it, I still like the film, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, but certainly it's not the uh, strongest one of the era, but it is one of the ones with the most to chew on in terms of its themes and things. Yeah. Which is why I find it interesting, why we thought we'd discuss it, I
0: guess. Uh-huh. So um, we'll give it a bit of a plot summary. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. Have you got one ready I've to go? I've actually got one written down. But, oh, go uh, on then, go on. But we'll, Can you come we'll it we it we go
1: uh, to try So and,
0: it's the future.
1: Yeah, dystopian future. Aye,
0: uh, totalitarian uh, state. Exactly. Um Ben Richards. Entertainment
1: is, is like kind of run by the government. By and Sky. the military. <laughs> That's like, yeah, yeah it, it
0: is. It's uh, Rupert Murdoch's sort of a uh, go-go. Um, basically, Ben Richards is a cop who sort of refuses to um, fire, fire on, on and, innocent civilians. Yeah, and then uh, he gets he gets sent to prison for that. He breaks out of prison at the start, um, gets captured again. But the big thing is, there's uh, this TV show called The Running Man, mm. whereby convicted felons are given a chance to to sort of wipe yeah. the slate
1: if they can escape the stalkers.
0: Yeah, gets um, captured again and gets ends up on the TV show, um, and then yeah, chaos ensues as we always say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in prison with Schwarzenegger at the start is Yaphet mm. Kotto. And uh, Marvin J. McIntyre, who play Loughlin Mothlin, yeah. and Vice, Vice, Vice. So they sort of help uh, Schwarzenegger break out, and yeah. ultimately um, become contestants along with uh, right. Schwarzenegger.
1: Just going back to the prison break scene for a second, they have this device called the Sonic Deadline, which has like a collar, an explosive mm-hmm. collar. Yeah, it's kind of like predates like Battle Royale. Does. And um, it's quite interesting because it seems like it's activated once they get like a certain distance from like the sort of prison encampment. Yeah. Because at the beginning there's a whole sort of thing where they have to like uh, get like the access code for the color, don't only. Yeah. And it's it's that's that's kind of. It just like... so
0: happens that when you type the access code into the computer, all the figures show up. Whereas these days you would just get an <laughs> asterisk. I don't know if you noticed that. It's yeah. like that would never happen, would it? <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got to get an access code to to, to shut off the sort of um, uh-huh. the perimeter, as it yeah. were. Exactly, but obviously somebody to show this in action, somebody runs through the um, the perimeter yeah. without getting it switched off, and his head goes, "Boom!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big style, which is quite funny. and It's probably the biggest special effect in the film, which is another one of my gripes But yeah, we'll, yeah, to we'll, we'll get to that. So we've got yeah, we've got Yafik Kotto, who was mm-hmm. well known as being um, one of the characters in Alien. Yep, uh, he was in a lot of black exploitation films in the '70s. He's in
1: uh, "You Only Live Twice" as well. Isn't he?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh-huh, definitely it's The are.
1: voodoo dude I forget his name then.
0: yeah I can't remember who he was in that but he was, the, the, he was just Mr. Big or something wasn't that yeah something like that. He was, uh, he's actually taller than Schwarzenegger really? yeah if you look in the I film really when you see them that. walking side by side he's actually bigger than Schwarzenegger <laughs> wow. Schwarzenegger's like no slouch um, but he's <laughs> not as big not. as maybe what you think now the other guy um, Marvin J. McIntyre who plays Vice mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> was in Twins the Presidio uh, back to the Future uh-huh. Three things like that, so he yeah. must be just a sort of bit player, really. I think so, yeah. Because um, I can't really sort of see he's in that, in in much else. Mm-hmm. And the other goodie in it um, is Maria Conchita Alonso, who plays Amber, mm-hmm. who Schwarzenegger actually kidnaps when he breaks out of prison. He goes back to um, see Her his, brother, which, well, yeah, his brother, which was his brother. Exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, Where well, she's got the apartment of his brother Edward, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is <laughs> Edward. Um, yeah but obviously again it's another like plot hole he goes he just types in the same door code and he gets in like, sorry yeah. if you, if you sold an apartment to somebody you else would you would change a door code. code it's you not like a key would. it's just a code <laughs> rubbish um, and obviously when he breaks out he dresses as a village person yeah it's one of the village people with his hard hat and I don't know if you noticed that I did i was like no come on <laughs> um, but yeah and he finds this Amber who he's, who he's sort of like Tries to get out of the country with but she dobs him in but she ends mm. up as part of the game show as well and obviously yeah, yeah. she, she comes around to see it. Gets a nifty
1: of... Hawaiian shirt from her.
0: Yeah, he does. The, interestingly
1: interesting enough, um cast members who are in like um in movies together and that obviously this film has both Jesse Ventura and Arnie who are in Predator. Mm-hmm. and the guy who plays the security guard Sven, which is his actual name. Yeah. Um he was also in Predator as an uncredited role as like a Russian
0: soldier. He's in just virtually every Schwarzenegger film going yeah. in some Form or another. I think
1: it, they were good like good mates at the time yeah, yeah. And pops up in a lot of stuff. But and then weirdly, um Maria Conchita Alonso uh, was in Predator Two. Yeah, she have so got like yeah. three cast members of the original Predator and then one from the sequel. And then
0: <laughs> she explains when the character's first introduced is that she's a jingle writer for the network, for yeah, the T V network. Right but out. in real life mm-hmm. she was a recording artist prior mm-hmm. to getting into sort of acting and stuff. I'd like heard that. that, I didn't know that before. Yeah. So uh, it kind of, sort of, of research, There's little but... sort of hints there in the film that you, you didn't know mm-hmm. about. Um, so, yeah, they get sort of thrown in, into this TV show, which is um, presided by this sort of... Oh, he's not really like Simon Cowell. But he's just a, <laughs> the most cheesiest American game show host you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, um, Richard Dawson, who plays Damon Killian, who he, was actually a genuine...
1: Real-life game show host. Yeah.
0: Several several game shows under his belt. Prior to <laughs> that, he was a bit part of actor and mm-hmm. comedian. And as I found out, he's once married to Diana Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably means nothing to anybody in America listening to that, but she was a sort of blonde bombshell in the in the sixties. Uh, quite a girl. But yeah, so um he plays this like really over the top sort of villain. Mm-hmm. Um there's a great line in the film, obviously Schwarzenegger's just pulling out one line all the way through yeah. it. And just about is, is he gonna he literally gets launched into the game show, um he turns around to Killian and says, <laughs> I'll be back. To and which then, he replies, you, "Yeah, only in the reruns, which is a great uh, reply." Yeah. But I think
1: it's the only time that uh, anyone's had like a kind of uh, a comeback yeah, to, yeah. to like uh, to Schwarzenegger's signature line.
0: Totally, totally, <laughs> so much fun. So then you've got the stalkers, the mm-hmm. people who are sort of yeah. in there to pursue the, the running people, as it Absolutely, were.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They, and um, we mentioned uh, Jim Brown, yeah, uh, earlier on, who plays Fireball, sort of uh, flamethrower wielding jetpack, yeah. Uh, User
0: again another black favorite mm. from the seventies in
1: movies like Slaughter and yep. its sequels and things and, and then there was um he was in he was in I'm Gonna Get You of so like the black parody <laughs> yeah is like a kind of badass character uh, um in Mars Attacks as well yeah uh, the Burton film
0: and He kicked it all off at dirty dozen I think so yeah proper good films in that but obviously he was a sportsman before he uh, got into acting so he was in a lot of Fred Williamson films so it's yeah. two American football players together so to speak um. Who else was there? Uh, Jesse Ventura. Of course. The Madman. How,
1: how could we forget Jesse Ventura as Captain Freedom? <laughs> <laughs> he's how funny is that uh, bit at the beginning where he's um. Oh, it's he's like a video workout, thing. yeah, sort of video brilliant. workout thing. There's a bit where he just kind of like goes and kind of moves off the screen really quickly, kind yeah, moving his head, back. but the
0: way like he pops up <laughs> on the screen upside down and stuff while yeah. sort of yeah. sort of showing off his guns and that, and it's like a. Yeah, it was like, you know, it's sort of like the Jane Fonda sort of workout video type thing, isn't exactly. it? exactly. It's just so funny. But all the way through the film, he's getting put upon and put upon. Yeah. Where yeah, eventually yeah. he just refuses to go on the show because exactly. he's got all this stupid army has gone, oh, that's bullshit. I, just I want don't to kill need him. this shit. I just want yeah. to kill him with my bare hands like he exactly. used
1: to. And, um, and, you know, you get this sort of sense throughout the film that he's watching from the sidelines. He's kind of, you know, he's since retired. Yeah, he's kind of like and a commentator, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's still involved with the show, but you kind of get the, the feel that he's. Almost like uh, Mrs. his glory days well, sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah,
0: there's and there's also um, Sub Zero, yeah, um, pre- played by Toru Tanaka.
1: He was one half of a WWF uh, team apparently in the 70s. Right. I didn't even know this. Until oh, he's def-
0: definitely another another wrestler. There's a few mm-hmm. wrestlers in here, yeah. and then he'd been in the likes of Dark Man, Revenge of the Ninja, mm. Shocker, yeah. yeah, Last Action Hero. Again, virtually everybody's in this film. As a paid in another Schwarzenegger for them in some capacity, mm-hmm. just even about. if it's a small, role. yeah, even if it's just a stuntman type type uh, role. So yeah, he's sort of like skating about on an ice rink, um, Erlen using Van- explosive pucks, of course,
1: and uh, and goals that capture people, <laughs> <laughs> like basically like prison goal cages, yeah, I, so
0: crazy. Finish them off later. <laughs> Bizarre. It's
1: inventive though, if nothing else. It,
0: it is. It is. Um, we've also got Erlen Van Dyke mm-hmm. as Dynamo. Yeah, probably better known as Grossberger and Stir Crazy. Uh, also, he's in the Wanderers. And he's and he's just very recognizable. Yeah, uh, even when Claire walked in when I was watching, it says, "Oh, that's Grossberger straight away." While well, he was singing, singing along because he's, he's giving it the whole opera yeah, thing. Yeah, because he it? has.
1: It was actually a proper opera singer, wasn't yeah. he? He was trained. He was like he was really trained in opera.
0: Um, we've got the guy who plays Buzzsaw.
1: Yeah, um, I haven't got any notes regarding him. What? Right,
0: so he's called Gus Rothswish or something. Um, but I don't know anything about him other than that he was in House 2, the second story. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and in I Twins, bet. of course. He yeah, had to be in another Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> Who he was in that, because it's been decades since I've seen that film. I have seen Twins no a long, long time. But Buzzsaw, as you know, Probably imagine. one of
1: the only Schwarzenegger films I haven't re- revisited in quite a while. Maybe. What's that? Twins?
0: Twins. Yeah, it's always on, it's always on one TV. One of those yeah. ones, it's always on TV, but yeah. It was, wasn't an action film, so <laughs> no, exactly. didn't really get into it. But yeah, he's got, he runs around with a chainsaw on a motorbike. Uh, and he's quite a big character in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is that it for, for all the stalkers for the
1: main for the main characters and stuff, yeah. yeah. To, for the stalkers.
0: Yeah. And also, yes. yeah, when I mean, you did mention uh Sven Oli Thorsen as Sven. Um, <laughs> it was really well known. He's in loads of loads of films. Um, Corn of the Barbarian" was his big break, I yeah. suppose, because uh, Schwarzenegger brought him in. He's in Gladiator, mm-hmm. Malrats. He's got a big part in Malrats. Mm, yeah, that's right. He is, I think yeah. he's coming back for the sequel as well. And he's dead recognizable. He's in Hunt for Red October. He's in loads of. Every time they need somebody sort of Russian or whatever <laughs> like that, even though he's from Denmark, uh, they pop him in. But he he's, he gives good. He's got a great line in this at the end, because mm-hmm. when Schwarzenegger comes about to get killed and he's basically the bodyguard, yeah. he's like just steps aside. He steps aside, basically. Yeah, great. <laughs> Um, so yeah.
1: But he it's, but his line is like a kind of uh, reference to like something Kill Killian oh, yeah. he Saleh he oh, yeah. shoves you're... it back in his face, yeah. basically well. It's something
0: about steroids, isn't it? It's like, oh that's you where have you been doing steroids? And at the end yeah, he's like, oh, I'm off to do some steroids. <laughs> Great, dead funny. Um, so yeah, you've got a massive big cast, um, and a bonkers little film that's only hundred minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um obviously the majority of the actually no not not the majority of the film is, is building up to the game That's shows, right. isn't it yeah
1: there's so because you've got obviously as you mentioned previously there's a prison break mm-hmm. then there's the stuff where he catches up with um, the uh, character of Amber yeah uh, enlists her kind of help then gets captured again
0: yeah
1: um, and that leads to him kind of meeting Killian so it's good like uh, 40 odd minutes maybe more before he gets offered the deal mm-hmm. if you like
0: well not much of a deal uh, but yeah he's got yeah, to take it yeah
1: exactly like I said, it's kind of like a well. It's impact. great
0: when he actually when he, he signs the contract, and the guy says, "Oh, choose me back to rest on," <laughs> yeah. and he just stabs the pen through his back.
1: <laughs> the guy's like, oh. yeah. kind of whimpers and wanders away with the <laughs> back in contract stuck to his stuck it's, to. Him.
0: It's bonkers. So, um, yeah, it's a bizarre little film because um, it does seem quite a small film to me. Yeah,
1: I know what you mean. Like it's in terms of scope, with all the things that happen, it's kind of big, but. It, In terms of like um, the way it looks, it's sort of flatly directed. It's not a particularly cinematic film.
0: No, and a lot of it just seems seems to be just shot in wastelands. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, back of industrial complexes. You wonder whether the ICS
1: studio lots are just like loads of like factory.
0: Yeah, it is. That's (laughs) there's
1: loads of factories and kind of derelict buildings. Just dressed
0: up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so it looks pretty cheap, really. Mm -hmm. A lot of it does, and the
1: way it's lit. um, You meant we were talking about this a little while ago. Is it's like kind of lit in a lot of like. it's kind of, that's one of the only sort of stylish things about it I guess is that it looks a certain way you know and maybe that is to get around some of the sort of violence like lightning in a certain way that yeah. it doesn't look like too gory but it's a lot of blues and kind of reds and things like that isn't there where the characters are fighting a sort of stalker in like a, in like a kind of one colour sort of environment a bit primary
0: colours and yeah. stuff it's as if it's, like it's in a TV studio but again it's another sort of plot hole of the film the, the sort of area that they get to the run around is so big it's just yeah. beyond uh, the scope
1: of like loads of cameras, apparently yeah. like millions of cameras, uh-huh. yeah, I guess yeah, exactly speaking of things like that um there's like some quite pivotal scenes that don't really make any attempt to show you what the audience is seeing and what they're not right, so when it's a major plot point and the audience would be enraged by what they're seeing if they knew the truth, mm-hmm. it doesn't show you that's not being broadcast, so for example, um there's the scene where the previous winners or oh, they yeah. alert. Yeah. Uh, revealed to be dead and they never actually won the show in the first place. Yeah, it's it a stage where the,
0: the stalker could be killing people so why would it not be on camera? Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: so, you know, the, it's at the point where Fireball confronts like uh, Amber and is about to kill her.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then shortly afterwards, we know that his defeat is seen because the crowd are all aghast about the yeah. fact that he's
0: been killed. But no, there's no reference to the, fact, no reference that to the fact that there's corpses in the background. Yeah, they, yeah.
1: they've been concealed.
0: Uh, but no, there the, the is things like that, mm-hmm. and also I mean the whole setup of Schwarzenegger being the pilot at the start, mm-hmm. um, and they show you this footage of him allegedly firing on the crowd, yeah, which he gets a moniker as the butcher of Bakersfield. <laughs> but there's the, so many angles.
1: Yeah, there really is.
0: You know what I mean. And the footage you see is the like the footage that we see at the start of the That's film, right. obviously edited down to make it look as if he's yeah, bad yeah. Guy, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you've got multiple angles inside the helicopter, outside the helicopter. It's just mm-hmm. impossible. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even, even today, in a sort of surveillance-heavy society, you couldn't get that sort of footage. So Level it's of like footage, yeah, yeah, you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like another like ah, mm, grumble. Um, in
1: terms of entertainment, though, I mean, like the film speeds along. It, like, well, that's it. it pace. even the stuff that's building up to them being on the run, yeah, man, is really It doesn't pause for
0: breath. So when you first time you see it, you just sort of like, like most films, you just soak it in. You know what I mean? So you don't. But only afterwards you go, hang on a minute, <laughs> that can't be right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's lo- loads of little bits like that. The more you watch it, but there's loads of funny little bits in the background. We both noticed in the sort of production offices, there's posters for other yeah. shows.
1: There's like a poster for the Hate Boat,
0: which just sounds <laughs> awesome. It just sounds so funny. Um, I suppose I love is that not love is the Love Boat was still yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, yeah, there's loads of little bits like that. Um, and again, there's you see an advert. it has got these big screens out outdoor screens, mm-hmm. and you see an advert for the Running Man, mm-hmm. which is actually made up of footage from the rest of the film.
1: Yeah, that is really weird. I noticed that, and yeah. I was like. That is bizarre because there's loads of bits where it shows you the stock is going out, uh-huh. and it doesn't specifically show you like Schwarzenegger or anyone's face. No, but there is footage of them, like the bit where Dynamo's uh, buggy jumps over like a hill, and yeah. the two the two contestants jump out, out of the way. way and yeah, and that is actually um, and a Arnie bit when you see Buzzsaw
0: come along on the, on, on the yeah, Oh uh-huh.
1: it's Arnie and Conchita. Yeah. That? But yeah, the um, yeah and the bit where you see Buzzsaw come along and swipe his chainsaw yeah, like uh-huh. past the screen. Yeah, past the screen. That is and a it, bit where he's trying to lunge at one of
0: them. Yeah, uh huh. And there's other footage oh, as the well. The yeah, everything and, is, like yeah. everything
1: in that trailer and you think and I'm sure there's even a bit with Killian, which is like from that effectively what is that yeah. even in show? Uh huh.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're seeing that ahead of the show. It's just like and you realise that when you oh, I definitely sort of realised that first time I saw the film as well. Yeah. When did you first see this? Oh,
1: I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I was quite young. I was probably too young to be watching it, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> like many uh, movies yeah. in that era, um, it will have been the '80s. It definitely would have been the '80s. Like um, I'm pretty sure that was one that, because it's not overtly violent, I think I was probably kind of allowed to watch that one mm. a bit earlier than some of the stuff at like Terminator and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't honestly tell you what year it was or how old I was
0: because I remember seeing it at the pictures and mm. I remember a bit of the time. The the, uh, the titles, it's just computer graphics of yes. all these little running men. And I thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see that now, you could probably do it on your phone in about five minutes, but it's like, oh, that computer graphics are awesome. <laughs> it's just so sad.
1: Me, me and Nancy were having a good check on that, saying, like, oh, man, those computer graphics are so
0: retro. I know, past. I know. Uh, but at the time, they were cutting edge, believe me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many like things in the film now that are sort of like cassette tapes. mm and it's just like... A lot of things are dead. I They never sort of thought about sort of making it futuristic, you know, because it was set yeah. um, 30, 40 years in the future, That's you know. That's the
1: thing. It's not... Bis- I think one of the only pieces of technology that really, like, um, make any attempt to make it particularly sci-fi are those uh, Sonic Deadline colours we mentioned. Yeah. That sort of kill the uh, the uh, criminals of the escape.
0: And obviously there's a part in the film where they digitise Arnie's face onto another actor within the yes. film, uh-huh. um, which is kind of like... Which is possible these days, probably, mm. um, or near enough. Oh, it near definitely It's been done in yeah. adverts and all sorts of Um And that was pretty pretty much ahead of its time. But even then, it looks dead crude. Like, um, we didn't really
1: talk about the fact that Mick Fleetwood's in it, either. Oh, yeah, Mick Fleetwood. Well, Fleaward. we mentioned it, yeah. but we didn't say that he's he's like the drummer of Fleetwood Mac,
0: wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's the uh, well the leader of the resistance in the film. Yeah. He's a terrible actor, so I think the less said the better, really. <laughs> but he basically plays himself. He basically
1: does... There's a scene where they talk about, the since it's like a totalitarian government, they talk about the fact that music has been um, has been kind of like outlawed, or at least the sanctioned music you're allowed yeah. to listen to, and the certain stuff that's banned. So he says, they destroyed my records, mm-hmm. and you, because of who he is, you get the sense it's not meaning they destroyed all the records he owned. You mean, like, you mean his music, his albums that he made. Yeah. So like... There, there is kind of that to it and also Dweezil Zappa
0: uh-huh. uh,
1: who gets the sort of line don't touch that dial
0: <laughs> class yeah that's right, right. Um, but yeah it's just it's some bizarre bits in the film and it's like the whole audience reaction to the show because it keeps cutting from the action of, of the show back to the audience who like sort of Talking about stuff, and there's all this horrible promotion going on, the winning mm. stuff, and that. But there's a bit at the start where there's got all the dancers come out, and it's this Paul Abdul choreographed um, dance at the start of yeah. the show, and everybody's losing the shit to it. I'm like, for fucking really? I know. It's just, <laughs> Even no. back then, it wouldn't oh, have been particularly.
1: I know. It's <laughs> but, so um... bizarre. But how, do you think that the film kind of like did sort of predict to a certain degree how exploitative TV would become?
0: It's definitely, yeah. I mean, obviously, well, say back then, I don't know what American shows were like compared to British shows.
1: I think that, I, I mean, mean there was a lot of UK shows that were imports of American ones, Wheel of yeah. Fortune and all that sort of stuff.
0: That stuff was fairly tame, but I mean, yeah. if you think now like the sort of, but by but like that token, I mean, and
1: does that not mean that we also had a lot of stuff on TV back then that was probably an American import?
0: Well, probably, but not as extreme as what American stuff has, has now. become now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, reality shows are just so big, Yeah. and a lot of them are really like exploitative, and they, they love seeing people's misery, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: And while people may not be being uh, killed on TV yet...
0: <laughs> well, there has been a few. There's a lot of.
1: Well, well, I mean, not intentionally. As not part intentionally. Of the no. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, but there's been a few game shows on, even in British tellys, people have been killed. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's food for thought. Like, uh, <laughs> what was that? Noel Edmonds one? late, late Breakfast Show. They had, they had somebody had to do a stunt every week. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got all about oh, that, right, didn't we? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: yeah, but it, it's. I okay. haven't
0: said that, just last week, as we were recording this, just last week, mm-hmm. that guy jumped out of a plane without a parachute. Did oh, you yeah. see that on the telly? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. He, he had to land on a net. But that was going out, well, obviously time delayed, but it was going out live, on wow. as live as it could be on telly, just yeah. in case he missed. And he was, <laughs> he didn't hit the centre of the net, you know, so it's just, it's <laughs> going to happen eventually. It's was a pretty, pretty cool stunt, but like totally, total madness
1: going back to um, the whole kind of thing about the uh, totalitarian state and like the kind of whole 1984 influence yeah
0: um
1: that um it's there in the film and it's pronounced in certain points but they don't make as much of it as they could do no i think that um besides the scene and mick talking about his music being destroyed and a few other things that kind of like uh there's a bit a few there's more than one scene with amber where she mentions something about like what the sort of state of like done to Mm. people and it mentions about in the end credits it mentions how you're if you're a class a citizen in good standing you can get tickets to the running man yeah so that's another thing that like obviously if you've committed any sort of crime there's like privileges that are like taken away from you sort of thing and you can't participate in society to a certain degree there's a lot of like there's more hints than anything Mm -hmm. but it's there's a lot of that stuff that maybe you know in another movie they would make a lot more of that Definitely, and that that might be just the sort of fact that it's maybe underwent like rewrites and stuff, and they've kind of like gotten stuff out. I mean, the
0: whole satire thing's much better. Well, much better served in RoboCop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um that's a lot more on the nose.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the sort of like really, really sort of over the top, um kind of like media breaks and stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean they try to do a few of those. There's some guys climbing for dollars or (laughs) something. Yeah, and they got basically he's halfway up a rope with. Trying to put dollars in his mouth and <laughs> dogs, dogs, jumping and Rottweilers his, jumping yeah, for his feet and that. that. Yeah, it's and just then he nuts. kind of
1: rubs, he's gone, oh, and it sort of pauses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't watched the film. It's been a while since I've seen it, and I think I mean I saw it, I definitely saw it twice at the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must have loved it, but then again, I was probably sixteen at the time. Uh, but now it just it just think, washed over us, really
1: i think that it's a really entertaining film though i mean for all its flaws and there are a lot of like uh, plot holes and a lot of things wrong with it maybe it's partly like rose tinted glasses and nostalgia but i yeah. still really enjoyed it i just think like that concept if kind of like um you know like a blood sport as entertainment mm-hmm. it's i think there's just something in it that resonates like with people because like it's always going to be a plot you know it, people keep on coming back to it you know yeah. over the years there's been tons of films I uh, like that, but
0: uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it was funny because when I was looking just for for the cast list and things like that, I a hardly with IMDb and I don't know if it's Rotten Tomatoes, and it seemed to have leveled out in a sort of a, a medium score overall on yeah. there. And which I would have a couple of years ago would definitely would have marked it higher, but mm. now I'm, I'm sort of in agreement with the critics where it's just sort of average, really. And it's certainly I was just talking with a couple of my pals yesterday and the other day, sorry. And um we're just saying like how it fits in with a canon of mm. top Schwarzenegger films and that and it's definitely being edged out by the likes of for that era Terminator yeah, come because when War. I
1: was younger, like it was it was mentioned in the same breath of, as stuff like the Terminator and the yeah. Zout, whereas now if you say I need anyone, it's not one of the films they'll mention. No. And it's and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about Because I feel like, you know, I hadn't revisited in quite some time. I remembered it well enough to uh-huh. know that I was gonna enjoy it still. Yeah. But I still was thinking, mmm, how does it ma- how does it measure up against other movies and definitely, things? Definitely, definitely. And I I do think it is one of the lesser ones in terms of Schwarzenegger's output. But I still maybe it's like I say, the sort of nostalgia factor. It has some terrible one liners and puns in it. but they are, It's just full but, of them. But but, but they are kind of so bad they're good in that sort of way. Prime
0: bad puns from Schwarzenegger. Honestly.
1: We haven't talked about this, haven't the soundtrack either. The no, it's quite
0: me- memorable. I, like, yeah, I like the it is memorable. It's
1: like it's just um. There's certain uh, sort of, a, of scenes in the film that like, they just fitted really well. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's, it's quite atmospheric.
0: It is, yeah. It does, it, it does suit. Also, there's some of the locations. There's this bit you always see in films. There's this tunnel in LA. Yeah,
1: I forgot that in my notes. Yeah, I, I
0: remember seeing it in V. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's in pop- the original miniseries. Yeah, yeah, and it pops up in loads was, of films. Wasn't
1: it like the um, the entrance to the uh, Resistance base?
0: Yeah, there was just next to it. Yeah, There was some mm-hmm. building next to it. Oh, yeah. It was always yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next to it, right? Yeah. Okay, I do um, remember. But you'll as soon as you see it, you recognise it, it's a proper sort of landmark, it's a bit like those cliffs <laughs> in Star Trek, you know, yeah, out, out in the desert, Exactly, one of those sort of, of progress journey. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, um, so yeah, there's funny little bits like that in it, but it's, um... yeah, so for me, mm...
1: and for me, I think that it is, it's not the best anime film, it's, uh, it's really entertaining, I don't think you can, get past the fact that from beginning to end, it's, it's solidly entertaining, mm-hmm, and like I said, a great soundtrack and it's it's really fun just looking at a lot of the people who are in it and all this stuff that they're in. You know, like so Jesse Ventura, like he's always funny on screen. <laughs> just, I mean, he always makes us chuckle.
0: Didn't he get into politics and stuff? He did
1: and he's been a governor as well, hasn't he? Has he? Right? Yeah, he's a governor of another state. I forget which uh, state off the top of my head. But he, he has, I don't know if he still is. But the last the time, I, time I
0: saw him on telly, right, I was killing myself. Um, He made the show called Conspiracy Theories or something. <laughs> Right, I
1: can imagine he'd be a great host of something like and that. And it was
0: just—I don't know what it was—all it's probably stuff to do with nine eleven and what what not. And he had his team back in the studio, right. and one of his team was June Sarpong, right? From she used to do the the sort of the <laughs> Saturday Sunday morning yeah, I uh, Channel mean, Four yeah. things, uh-huh. and she—I think she started—I don't know if she married a politician or something like that, but she was one of the sort of back backroom team, and that I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, the only films I've seen him in is Predator, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this and he's like the same character and he? Oh, Predator he's even more mature, I suppose. He's
1: he's been. I'm, you know, I'm struggling to think on the top of my head a lot of the other stuff. He's been. He has been in a lot of TV as well. Um, there are other films that he's been in, I can't think off the top of my head, but yeah, he's he's funny in almost everything he's in. He's in something he's...
0: called Abraxas, which a few of these people seem to be in, but it sounds like a sort of proper B-movie, sort yeah. of Roger Corman type thing.
1: I, I've i heard of that, I've not seen that one, but yeah. apparently it is proper like Z-Budget. Z I tell you, there's another film that <laughs> came movie, up, rather
0: that uh, Sven Olly Thorson's in, is Nemesis. Oh yeah, now, I they remember. all came out as a box set on Blu-ray for next to nothing. And they do sound like they have going to be really cheesy and really good fun. And will have to check they're okay. to, uh, they're sort of, I think they're, I presume they're a Terminator knockoff, but there's about three or four no. of them. But like, there's still 18 really the title
1: and I remember them being in my local video shop Yeah, back exactly. In the day. I
0: mean, it's probably straight of video fodder. One think, of
1: those uh, ones like the likes of Star Chase that we talked about. Yeah, you know, yeah, the ones yeah. Ones that you always saw on the shelf just you never never
0: got the had the courage to, to rent out in case you <laughs> wasted your money. But I might if it's a cheap box set, I might pick it up. Just to just to see what it's all we about. We talked
1: about doing an episode about like proper uh, bad kind of Z movies, didn't we? Like yeah. kind of pound shop there uh, for a... hmm totally. That might be quite a good episode, I think. Although just...
0: pound shops are stocked and blue rays now as I'm buying a few, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's some <laughs> decent stuff out there. But uh yeah. I think that about wraps it up for The Running I think man. it does, yeah. yeah. To me, you it was, love it, I don't love it so much.
1: I think it's, you know, it might be a strong thing to say, I love it, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the sort of, the, the tang of nostalgia definitely helps. I think maybe if you didn't grow up with it, you'd think, what it. A- of shit <laughs> but uh especially considering you know like that type of movie do you like, know you what know, been
0: another thing we didn't mention the costumes they have to wear
1: yeah like they sort all in one tracksuit yeah uh, like um
0: they're, i bet they are have been designed by like one of the sports apparently companies really I is that what that it is mine, yeah. right uh, so it's like this shiny it's, sort of mm, there's, one there's, piece
1: do you reckon that there's um points in the film where the logo is actually visible Right. I didn't notice I didn't that. notice
0: that, and like, not that we had a Blu-ray copy of it. We've got no, a, a, DVD. region one DVD of it, um, mm-hmm. But it still looks better than the last time I watched it on video. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously helps with the colours because, like you say, there's a lot of primary and sort of reds mm-hmm. and stuff. A lot of the violence is sort of muted by the colour scheme that, that they mm-hmm. use, the sort of the, the lighting. Um, so that's probably. Could be more violent, or it would be certainly be more violent if they remade it. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, and there'd be a lot more stalkers as well. Yeah, because they wouldn't my. be able to stretch out four or five stalkers over the length of a exactly. modern film, would there? Short attention just, span. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Luke, thanks for listening. It was rambled at this for like god knows how long now. What we were doing? <laughs> oh, over half an hour. Um, we knew we'd have plenty to talk about on this one. Oh, so yeah. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Indeed. blooded
1: bastard i'll tell you what i think of it i live to see you eat that contract but i hope you leave enough room for my fist because i'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine